0: Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hugan, pastor at Day Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, we are talking about the post resurrection appearances of the Lord Jesus Christ on the show. We recognize that. See what's today? Uh, the Resurrection Sunday was was last Lord's Day, um, or the Lord's Day before. I'm I'm not sure. I'm all messed up on my days, but the point is, is that uh, it's easy to pass by these post-resurrection visitations of Christ. Because probably every pastor is just preaching on the resurrection itself. But these are very vital to understand how Jesus interacted with his disciples and what his disciples' responses were. So uh, the last couple of days we looked at uh, Jesus' appearance to Mary Magdalene in the end of John chapter 20. And so today we're going to look at his appearance to the disciples. And this is starting in verse 19. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld.
1: Uh, Perhaps something that needs to be said right up front. Uh, It says on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, in other words, it's resurrection day. The women went to the tomb of that morning and found it empty. And then they encountered the risen Jesus. Uh, so now it's at the end of the day, and they
0: are in the upper room behind locked doors. So this establishes the the morning evening or the morning service and the evening service, right? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: But anyway, uh, I do I did want to make a comment about the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Uh, this is not an anti Semitic comment. Some people take it that way. Remember that Jesus is Jewish. All of his followers at this point are Jewish. Uh, Everybody in the entire gospel narrative is Jewish. So uh, it's referring to the same when it says the doors were locked for fear of the Jews. It's referring, John is referring to the same Jewish authorities who crucified Jesus or or demanded his his crucifixion and, and got the Romans to do it because of their fear of the religious, religious authorities that may come after them, they're behind locked doors.
2: And it's interesting, the very thing that they lack is the the thing that Jesus leads with. So they're in fear, and so Jesus comes and appears before them and says to them twice, actually, peace be with you. Outside of Christ, there is only fear, and it's only in Christ that we can have true confidence, true peace, true assurance, and it just shows you where the disciples are. Mm-hmm. After a day of appearances, they're still afraid, and it really just shows that when our hearts are not trusting in Jesus Christ, his person and work, that's really where we're going to to live, is is in that state of unease, um, lacking peace, la- lacking assurance, living in fear.
0: Well, maybe from a 30,000 foot view, you know, the, op- the opposite of peace is, is war and enmity. Mm-hmm. The very first thing that Jesus says is, peace be with you, meaning, you know, ultimately for anyone who's in Christ, the war is over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no more war between you and God um, because of what I've accomplished, namely my death and burial and resurrection and um nobody can say that about themselves if they're outside of Jesus they're still at war they're still at enmity with with God mm-hmm. himself and, and remember that remember who
1: Jesus is his word has creative power his, his word creates what he says this is the same voice that said let there be light and there was light so his his voice has creative power when he says peace be with you, that's different than you or me saying, be at peace. Mm-hmm. Because his word actually has power to create what he says. And when he promises us peace, trust in that promise that, that his word, his promise still creates peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as, as you were saying, peace with God,
0: peace with one another, freedom from fear. And there was an instant transformation. They had they were there for the fear of the Jews, and then once Jesus spoke, "Peace be with you," it says in the text, then the disciples were glad, yes, I mean they went from you know fear and trembling to joy and gladness instantaneously at the word of jesus <clears throat> yep
2: and there 's a, a sense a sort of commissioning here um, as the father sent me i 'm sending you receive the holy spirit if you forgive the sins of any they are forgiven them if you withhold forgiveness from any it is withheld it's this commissioning and then sometimes people get hung up on receive the holy spirit because they don't know what to do with this because pentecost hasn't come right so is there a giving of the spirit and then another giving of the spirit
0: was the spirit in the old testament yeah
2: (laughs) so i i just unless you guys want to jump in here I was just going to make a quick comment about no, that. No, you, okay, brother. You, you go for it. It really is based on what Josh is is alluding to there. There is this sense that somehow the Spirit didn't exist before Pentecost. Right. And so for the text to say that he breathed on them and they said received the Holy Spirit, this, this doesn't somehow say that there's two Pentecosts. Um, there's one Pentecost. But this is saying that what they need is the work of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, the same work that was true in the Old Testament um, that's up till this point. The Spirit was at work from the beginning of the world. Pentecost just changes the fullness of, the extent of, yeah. not the fact that it was a faucet that was off and now is on. Yeah. What it, it's, the difference is there was a faucet that was a trickle, and now it's full bore.
0: Now it's Niagara Falls. Yes.
2: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to focus in on this statement of Jesus, this call, this call that he gives to his disciples, and, it, and it's for us as well. And first he says, peace be with you. And it's so important that that comes first, uh, that he implants in us peace with God, peace with one another. And it calls to mind the the concept of shalom in, in the Old Testament, the, the, the wholeness and, and peace that comes from right relationship with God and right relationship reconciled with one another. But then, as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And by the way, the word mission is based on a Latin word that means sent. Uh, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. We, as Christians, are a sent people. Just as Jesus, the Son of God, was sent into the world by the Father, we are now sent in the power of the Holy Spirit uh, to bear witness to Christ. And uh, whether, whether we go into our own neighborhood or in, uh, in my church, just a couple of weeks ago we commissioned uh, a young couple as missionaries to Guatemala. Uh, and one of the things that we emphasize to the congregation, we are, we are all sent It's just that most of us aren't going as far as Guatemala. Uh, but you, you, God sent, has sent you to your neighbors, the neighborhood where you live and, uh, into the place where you work, places where you shop and do business as the father has sent me. Now I'm probably going to go on a little bit long here, but you can't stop me. <laughs> how are Guy we? Guy with it, the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let me get comfortable. <laughs> yeah, settle in. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Well, how did the Father send Jesus? In humility, as a servant, to bear the cross. In love, Jesus has sent. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son. And we are sent in the same way in humility, as servants not not to be served, but to serve. Jesus em- empowers us for mission, but we are to do mission in the same way that he did mission
0: mm-hmm. as servants. And the, the two statements, peace be with you and I'm sending you like I was sent, mm-hmm. are intimately connected. Yeah, amen. Uh, Lloyd-Jones, uh, when he was preaching in London, Uh, during World War II, literally bombs falling around Westminster Chapel. uh, He was able to pull analogies directly from war. And and it, it was some of his best sermons. He said this to his congregation. He said, "'Realize what man can do to you, and then realize what God can do to you. He offers you pardon and forgiveness, a new life, and a fatherly care which knows no bounds or limits.'" These are the things that really matter in this life, and they are the things that will alone matter in eternity. And with regard to these things, we can defy any and every enemy. These are things that bombs cannot smash, that tanks cannot crush. These are things beyond the range of the most powerful gun. No man can touch your soul and no man can kill your soul that was wrapped up in peace be with you and then he goes now you can be sent even if all the world comes against you mm-hmm. because nothing can touch you
2: yeah you've got a interesting dynamic that's going on you you if you just follow the gospel accounts um the gospel accounts always have the disciples putting themselves forward asserting themselves almost entirely wrongly um <laughs> yes and now, all of a sudden, they have failed miserably. They've deserted their Lord. They have not done everything that they boldly promised that they were going to do. They're in fear of the Jews, but they're also they're at unease, unrest. They're lacking peace internally as well. So they don't have an external peace. They don't have an internal peace. And now Jesus comes and says, are you ready to learn? Mm-hmm. that pieces is, is only in me, yeah. in what I've done. And, oh, by the way, you don't have to assert yourself. Because of what I've done, I'm now sending you. Amen. And I'm sending you in my spirit mm-hmm. and equipped um, how you ought to be. And so I think there's quite a bit wrapped up in, in what's going on if you just trace the gospel accounts of yeah. those mm-hmm. poor disciples Um Help me because I see myself in them.
0: And we all should.
2: Um, mm-hmm. Asserting myself when I need to to be dependent. Um,
0: yeah. So. And trusting him when he says, I will take care of you. You yeah. already have the peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've been listening to The Gospel for Life. If you've missed any of our broadcasts, you can just sign up for our podcast at your app. Just type in The Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time.